Time and time again, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they experience confusion about the entity or entities they have formed either on their own or through another service provider. If you do not understand how to obtain solid liability protection, effective tax reduction, or have never given any thought to the importance of exit or estate planning issues, then the Sage Facilitator Program was designed specifically for you. To learn more, call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 and schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. The Sage clients enrolled in the Sage Facilitator Program have discovered that this proprietary process creates tremendous peace of mind for themselves and their families. It's time for you to stop worrying by calling 775-786-5515 to learn more so we can help you today. Call Sage International. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our radio show. It's a good day to tune in. We're going to talk about the latest statistics from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Ever wonder how prices compare between Fernley and Fallon, maybe from Fallon Arena, Sparks to Gardnerville, maybe Carson City? Today, we're going to find that information and more about the real estate market in northern Nevada. My guest is Sarah Sharkey. She's the co-president of the Sierra Nevada Realtors. We'll be back with her and more after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar, and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years, and I just started working at CSA about a year ago, and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Welcome back to our radio show. We are getting ready for an exciting holiday season and everything that happens right afterwards, like the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up Feb 22 to 24 in Yerington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Ever wondered how a bee survives in the winter? Yeah, they, they put on little jackets and earmuffs. No, not exactly. But they do survive in the winter. You'll learn all about what bees do throughout the year, how they reproduce, how they benefit mankind, the great honey, the wax, all that good stuff when you attend our conference. Feb 22 to 24, Yarrington, Nevada. Get all the details at the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. With me in the studio today, I have the co-president of the Sierra Nevada Realtors, Sarah Sharkey is with us. Hi, Sarah. How's it going today? It's going wonderful. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me. Oh, yeah. It's always nice to have you here, Sarah. You always give me a good look at what's happening in the real estate market. And the numbers really tell it all, don't they? I mean, stats are stats. Stats are stats. Yeah. <laughs> it does. So um, I know the stats that I always looked for to the highest degree when I was a mortgage lender, and that was the interest rates. And although that's not our main focus today, we know that they're still hovering around the seven to seven and a quarter, somewhere in there. And that has had some impact, a lot of impact, on the number of transactions that are happening all across the country. It's no different here. But people still are buying and selling. Sarah, it's kind of, a, kind of interesting that even in these times, people are out there trying to cut a deal, trying to close a transaction, maybe get a, a little bit better a value in one way or the other. What are the people out there that are doing transactions that are buying? What's the temperature? What are they talking about? 
So the, the push is that they um, have, a lot of them have been still looking at, and looking and trying to find what they want, working on their finances to be able to fit and find the place to fit for them yeah. and get their mortgage um, payment where they want it. So if they've been working on it for a while and it's something they've been really wanting, they'll still buy. They'll be ready to go. And you always have sellers out there are willing to get it sold or are moving out of the area. So something's moving at yeah. all times. Yeah, and I think people are starting to look at um, employment opportunities all across the country. When you look at just California, it's obvious there's a lot of movement coming out of California. But many right. people in other states, I'm hearing, Sarah, they're considering new jobs, new opportunities, a, a new way of life because things are so different from state to state uh, that it's it's another driving factor in the real estate world. People are still needing to buy and sell regardless of interest rates and regardless of inventory. That's true. That's true. Now, our interest rates are still higher than they were and even last month, but that it makes such a big difference. A lot of we've been seeing a lot of the um, buyers that are moving into the new homes are working from home. So it makes a big difference to have the home the way you want it because you're in it quite often. Yeah, working from home. Working from home. For some reason, that still doesn't sound so good to me. When I go home, I don't want to work. <laughs> Agreed. But I know a lot of people are doing that, and the home office is more of a, f a critical factor in people's decisions when they move or when they buy a home because uh, there's a good percentage of people that do work from home. Today, we're looking at the northern Nevada market. Last week, we talked about the smaller markets, worked our way to the bigger markets. Let's do the same. Let's talk about one of the smallest markets that you have in the statistics that you cover. Let's look at Fernley Lyon County area. Median sales price in that area is 386990 386 386 Now that's uh, that's a pretty good value when we compare it to what's happening in the bigger markets, but 386 sounds to me like Reno in 2009, maybe 10. I think you could be close. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, but it is—it's uh, still a good chunk of money, any way you look at it. Three hundred seventy-five thousand—that's a lot of money. It is. When we look at how many sales closed in the last reporting period in the Fernley market, Sarah, what's it look like? Closed sales was seventy-one. Seventy-one and one hundred and twenty new listings as of August. Wow! It's in September for Fernley. For Fernley. There's more action there than I thought. <laughs> of course, when you drive through the area, you can see there is a lot of action. There's a lot of people that are moving there, doing business there, uh, businesses, uh, warehouses, a lot of trucks moving in and out. There are. Pretty exciting market. It is somewhat on the destination to Las Vegas as well. It's one route that you can go. And then other, the other area that you can go from Fernley is over toward Fallon, and that's a little bit further area. But really, it's really the outside limit of our coverage area to the to the west and the south, but Fernley is a great market because there's so much ag there. It is really a great way to uh, enjoy some of that ag world and ag lifestyle without being too far from the big city. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. A lot of agriculture, a lot of dairies. What's the median sales price look there? In Fallon, 353000 353 So that is a little bit better value even than Fernley. Than Fernley. Yeah, and uh, although I know there aren't a lot of deals that happen there, one of the a reason probably is because the people that live there have lived there a long time. I know a lot of Correct. lifelong right. Fallon residents. That is true. That is true. So some of the numbers, we had 14 closed sales and active inventory was 36. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, some of the nice things around the Fallon area that I like to talk about, well, there's the Naval Air Base there. True. Where you can see a lot of air show without going to an air show because there's so much stuff going on there. And they've got drag races out there in the they Fallon do. area, too. They do. They I have so not been there. Fun. I've heard about them, but that's one of the things I would love to go see. I, you and me both. All right. Well, maybe we ought to just get some tickets. We should do that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let's get our way closer to uh, a bigger area. Let's talk about Carson City. So that is an area that I know you're familiar with because uh, your associate probably drives through there all the time. She does. She drives through there quite often, and she she lives down and does a lot of in, down in the Dayton area, but comes mm-hmm. right on through there. Yeah. So median sales price in Carson is five hundred and seven thousand five hundred. Five hundred seven thousand five hundred. A little bit less little than bit less. I was expecting. So that's good that there's some stabilization there. But again. Talking half a million dollars. It, exactly. But, you know, everywhere is like that. It, When you look <laughs> across there, it is. I know. It's like, love Carson City because it's the state capital. Outstanding restaurants. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's some of the best. And then I love the views there. I love, you know, just walking around the downtown area, and the, the mountains are right there, real close. They you are. You feel like, because you, you know that Lake Tahoe is just on the other side. So it's so a pretty beautiful. good feeling there. Yeah? It is. It is. Still, still a small town, mm-hmm. and it, it's a good feeling, even though... It's growing, but it, you know, at the same time, it still feels nice and comfy. It sure does. I'm going to take up some golfing this winter. In fact, I do some winter golfing, Sarah. Oh, really? And I think Carson City is on my list for the one of the first outings. So really looking forward I to getting like to Carson. That. I think it's a great place to live because you have a, even a more of a small town feel there than right. you get in Reno. But again, you have great access to all of the big issues of Nevada right. and it's a quick zip to Nevada to Reno on uh, 395 it's a great highway now so true so true yeah so people talk mostly about Reno Sparks I mean let's face it this is where where it's at we've been discovered in Reno Sparks when the real estate community is talking about um, opportunities to purchase in Reno Sparks Sir, do they generally talk about both areas all together or do they look at Sparks and then they talk about Reno differently what, what's that like You know, there's times that we have buyers that come in and and they know they want to be in this this part, say it's Reno, because they're close to their work. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. then you have people that are coming from out of town Mm -hmm. and they're not sure of what they want, so they're open and they look at both areas, whatever. They want to find the house that works for them, regardless of where it's at. They're coming from like the, the Bay Area where they have a long drive anyway for their commute, and their commute here is only maybe 30 minutes if you're the from the farthest out pyramid highway all the way down south so yeah yeah and in reality i think uh, you don't really have a major commute unless it would be impossible to go on a bicycle to get to where you're going (laughs) and i tell you i could get to home and and back in a bicycle i could probably about 20 minutes i'd be home there you go yeah and i get the grocery stores real close there you live in carson city right no i live in out Pyramid Highway. Oh, Pyramid Highway. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you about 30 minutes. 30 <laughs> minutes to get there. <laughs> oh, if it's on a bike, a lot longer than yeah. that. <laughs> well, you know, they got those electric bikes the, Oh, true. That's okay, I'm doing that about. one. <laughs> but the reality is, yeah, it's maybe a little longer than I'm thinking, but it seems shorter because I come from a big city. I moved here from Phoenix and Tucson, and uh, the traffic was major there. Right. And here, it's uh, we're back in the biggest little city. So very nice Agreed. to talk about my, one of my favorite towns, Carson City. Reno Sparks. And we're talking about the main hub of the population. Sarah, what are the median sales prices looking like if we look at an average of Reno and Sparks? So the median sales price right now for Reno and Sparks is 572000 
So for the last four months, it's been ranging between 500 and 575. It's been going back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 572. Yeah, it's off a little bit from last year's peak, but not far. No. And so it, uh, still, I'm I'm uh, pleasantly surprised that we have good stability in our home values for those people right. that own their homes. Um, wish it was better for the soon-to-be buyers, but <laughs> I, don't, we, I don't have control of that. I wish exactly. I, could, I wish I could do so much to help people buy homes, but I can't change interest rates, and I can't change no. home prices, and I can't change affordability. Exactly. And so you just have to learn how to maneuver. Swim with the sharks, you know, a dirty ocean. You gotta, you gotta live, right? You gotta stay you there. You do. So you have to find ways to make things happen. So when we come back from our break, sir, I want to talk about some of the creative things that I've recommended to people in the past when they're struggling at times like this to purchase a home. Sellers too. Maybe you've got some ideas. Okay. So hang on. We'll be back after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. Hi, my name is Brandy Dunbar and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years and I just started working at CSA about a year ago and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, always interested in helping people buy homes, sell homes, and always interested in helping our community. Sarah Sharkey is with us today. She is the co-president of the Sierra Nevada Realtor. Sarah, you're involved with uh, a number of nonprofit organizations in the work that you do at the association, right? Right, right. We have quite a few that we handle through the board and and love to be able to volunteer our time and see where we can help. Yeah, you've helped a lot of people, and that's what we do here, too. And I, I think Northern Nevada is like that. It seems like every business I talk to, most people that I talk to, they have a cause or a mission that they're working on to help the northern nevada community i'd like to let our listeners know that here at nevada real estate radio we love the good folks at empower youth foundation you know they help kids with their education the kids that are struggling with their homework maybe they're having trouble reading or doing their math and sometimes you know kids get just pushed up in the next grade and next thing you know they're two or three grades behind now the kids that have parents that can afford tutors a lot of them are doing some great things they're sending some of their kids to Fit Learning, and Fit Learning is an awesome local organization here in northern Nevada that helps kids catch up to their classmates real fast. Sometimes they can gain a whole grade in as little as 40 hours of classroom work at Fit Learning, but there is a cost, and the kids, not all of them can afford it. Well, that's where Empower Youth Foundation comes in. They help sponsor the kids to send them to the same fit learning classes that the other kids are going to to help them get caught up to. Now, we're talking about kids that are from um, 
social backgrounds, maybe they don't have the income, the uh, social skills, the training, the education, the leadership to help these kids get what they're going. But this is where Empower Youth helps. Want to learn more instead of listening to me talk and talk? Yeah. Visit the website, empoweryouthfoundation.org, and tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, Sarah Sharkey. Again, Sarah is the co-president of the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Sarah, you've only got a little time left in your leadership role. I can't believe it. Can you believe it's almost the end of the year? No. What is it? Next week is November, so I have two more months. I have two more months. How are you going to pack in a whole year's worth of work (laughs) into two months? I don't know, but I know you have a lot going on. And uh, I hope things have been going well at the association for for you guys this year. It's been an exciting year. And April Labrie is still there. She was. She is. uh, Before she was with the. Yeah, very nice. She's still rocking and rolling. She is. Good, good. We're going to have to come by and visit the offices sometime. We would love that. Maybe leave a pamphlet. There we go. We (laughs) would love that. So we were talking going into the break, not only about the stats, we haven't covered them all yet, but we're talking about what we do to help people that are struggling to purchase homes. And I would say that the biggest struggle today, Sarah, is probably the interest rates. The interest rates, yeah. Uh, Then after that, it would be probably the price of the home. Price of the home. And everything else kind of falls in after that, you know, because availability of homes and so forth. But let's talk about that interest rate. And although I'm not a mortgage lender, I know you're not a mortgage lender. I used to be a mortgage lender, so I know pretty much about how the mortgage systems work. And I do know that uh, when I was a lender, we would do a lot of variable mortgage rates uh, where it was essentially a lower interest rate for a year or two, and then it would kick up in another three or four years. And then by then, you could refinance or you'd have your income going where you needed it so that the amount of income you needed to make your home payment was always uh, within reach. Right. So uh, uh, lower interest rate loans, and then, of course, there were the interest-only loans where you're not paying any principal but you're paying just that low interest rate uh, so that you can at least get into the home and get started. And then if another few factors kick in, like appreciation happens on your home, and if you can refinance on your home, and again, things in your life sometimes change. Maybe you're waiting on an inheritance. Maybe you're waiting on a, uh, a, a payoff on an investment that you have. Regardless, there's a lot of ways to maneuver in the interest world. So what do you think about those two options so far, Sarah? So we haven't seen a whole lot of um, the, you know, the interest only. That hasn't been one of the ones we've been seeing a lot. Right. A, a few arms here and there mm-hmm. that have been out there, and so, but mainly it's just been the normal, the normal kind of Fannie loan. Mae's and mm-hmm. Freddie Mac loans. Yeah. Yeah. I helped uh, a lot of folks purchase homes that came from big families, and they just couldn't pull the trigger on the down payment. Right. Or they didn't have enough income. To make the payment. They had the down payment, but they couldn't justify that they could make the payment because their income was only at a certain level. And, well, they they told me they're going to get a raise down the road or going to get get a better job, whatever. You you can't make those changes when you're applying. So one of the things I recommend to some of these uh, gentlemen, ladies that came to us, is that they'd get a co-signer, a co-borrower, essentially, so that we could combine income and we could combine assets, and then each could help each other purchase a home. Very common in the big families. And I was very successful with that and very happy that we helped people get started that way so that eventually, after one of them was rolling of the two home buyers, then the other one would 
find a way to purchase to his home happen, right. and then you find somebody else to, when you have come from a family with 12 brothers and sisters it's kind of easy to find people uh, to co-sign I can imagine. but nowadays uh, it's not quite that easy but no. that's just one option so what do you think about the co-signing option we've been seeing those as well mm-hmm. and so that definitely works it helps with a lot of the um, you know the younger crowd Mm-hmm. And coming in and just have not had, uh, as you're saying, a sufficient income. And it helps yeah. because they have new jobs that are coming or just coming out of college uh-huh. and want to get into it. They've got their brand new jobs but and know that they will be increasing in pay. And so they come in that way oh, yeah, with those co-signers. Nice. So it's been helpful there, too. There was a time, Sarah, that I had a couple of college graduates come to me and and they wanted to get a mortgage okay. uh, to purchase a home. They they'd both gotten their jobs just recently. And um, they had uh, been making pretty good money for a few months. But the guidelines said that in order to get a mortgage, you have to be on the job for at least a year. Two two is even better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to tell these folks that I could not help them. And I had to turn them away. And I was so disappointed. But, you know, we all learn from our mistakes because I was the one that made the mistake that day, Sarah. Oh, Yes, because I talked to one of my associates, and he said, you better call those people back, get them back in here. So we did that. You see, they had just recently graduated from college. Right. And when you just recently graduated from college, the FHA at that time, and I think it's still in play now, you can use that college degree as your ticket for two years of on-the-job training. So essentially, within 30 to 60 days after you graduate, show the underwriter your graduate certificate, your diploma, and show that you're going into the same line of work that you studied for, you're in. Those folks were in a mortgage in 30 days. Isn't that amazing? That's excellent. That's excellent. Love to hear that. Yes. So you have to let your mortgage lender know if you're in school or you recently graduated about your experience in education because it actually counts as on the job if it can all be connected and that's one thing I always encourage people to do. First, go to school, get an degree, right. get an education. And then once you're out, in many cases, you can get a mortgage right away. That's excellent. That's excellent. So what do you think about getting an education now, Sarah? I think it's excellent to have that education and make sure every time you turn it around, trying yeah. to find out more information. I believe that's the best way to learn. Yeah. So some folks that I've worked with in the past, they've had trouble with the down payment uh, for some reason. It's tough to come up with that 3 to 5%. And if somebody needs to go with a conventional mortgage instead of a government-backed mortgage, it may require 10% or more. When you're talking about $500,000, you're looking at about fifty grand, maybe thirty, forty grand if you can find a better deal. But still, it's a good chunk of money. It is. A lot of people don't have that money. But a lot of times, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask for a grant. And you can start by asking some of the government organizations mm-hmm in the state and in in the federal level about some of those org, uh, grants that are available to first-time home buyers, and there are some of them. And so that would be one way. Talk to your mortgage lender about that. The other way is to talk to your, your wealthy grandparents, <laughs> your Agreed. wealthy friends, your wealthy mom and dad. To borrow the money. I mean, let's or face it. Anybody that has it. more Absolutely. money than <laughs> Anybody that has more money than me, they're wealthy. And if I have no money, you see, and I'm talking to my mom or my uncle or my grandpa or grandma, and I say, 
Gramps, I'm looking to buy a house, and I could sure use some help with the down payment. Do you know that your grandpa or a family member can actually give you that down payment or part of the down payment? They just signed a little letter that says it's a gift. They can. And then the bank will accept that and say, even though you didn't earn that, you got it as a gift. Uh, we're one of the few lending operations that will let you do this. So, yes, the FHA is one of those. The gift from a friend or a, clo- or a relative, that's a great way to get started, Sarah. It is, and I've seen that happen many, many times. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and it is common for grandparents to want to help their grandkids out or parents or to parents. want to help their kids out. Mm-hmm. If they can't co-sign or don't want to co-sign for some reason, this is another way. And this other way is to get a gift in the form of cash to help close the deal. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I struggled myself with my down payment, Sarah, when I was a young man and was buying a home. I did not have any wealthy parents. I was giving them money. <laughs> However, I had just bought a motorcycle recently, Oh. and uh, I'd already ridden it a good ways, and I got to thinking, well, I may not be riding that motorcycle much longer, and so my uh, realtor said to me that it may be possible that the seller would take that as a down payment. And she talked to the seller, and would you believe it? He gave me full price for my motorcycle as a down payment on my house. I've never heard that. So that is exciting. I mean, how many of us have stuff at home, toys, an extra car, a guitar, a piano, anything of high value, but for some reason we just feel we've got to hang on to it and suffer as a renter the rest of our lives when, in fact, we might be able to sell it. And guess what? That could be the ticket to down payment. You know, since I sold that motorcycle, Sarah, I've never been homeless. Well, that's excellent. So glad to hear that. I missed the motorcycle, though. <laughs> I do want you to know. But I bought another motorcycle. In fact, oh, I good. bought a couple since then. But that's one of my favorite stories because I remember just how shocked I was that somebody would actually do that. That's wonderful. See, it's thinking outside the box. Yes, it is. Of course, when I moved to Reno, I connected with a, a great real estate lady, a really fun person. I don't know if you ever heard of a lady named Maggie Bird. Yes. Maggie Bird used to run a, a real estate office called Remcor Real Estate. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of friends that used to work at Remcor. They're still in the real estate world. And I love them all because Maggie was so creative. And a standing joke there was that anytime you do a deal with Remcor, there's probably a goat involved. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm talking about a GTO. A car. <laughs> Uh, But anyway, it was a lot of fun working with that lady. And I love helping people find ways, creative ways, to purchase a home. Uh, There was one gal that just couldn't pull it together, and I asked her if she could maybe move in with her sister or a family member for a few months to kind of get her act together, save some money, put things in order, and see how that was it happened. Six months later, she had more money than she needed Perfect. for the down payment, and away she was going. I think her sister wanted her out of the house real fast, <laughs> and she probably gave her a little gift money. Well, we, we try to do what works, <laughs> right? Is we, always thinking outside the box. There's so many different options. There so is. So, uh, Sarah, before we leave, I do have a couple of other markets I wanted to talk to you about. Do you have another couple of minutes to hang I on? do, I do. Okay, we'll be back after this quick message. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill. 
the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Many of our listeners, they're real estate investors, and as we approach the end of the year, they're thinking about their tax situation on their LLC, their S-Corp, or any kind of individual real estate that they own. It's an important time to talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. She's helping get people's information together in the right way so that when it comes to tax time and structuring your properties in the right corporations, you'll be ahead of the crowd. Talk to Sherry Hill at Sage International or visit the website, Sage. INTL.com. Tell her Peter sent you. With me in the studio, Sarah Sharkey, co president of the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Sarah Sharkey, I understand you had some activities oh. at Sierra Nevada Realtors recently. You're always out there having fun, doing stuff in the community. What was the next? What was the latest? Well, the latest was just last weekend. We had a what did they call it? A t- trunk or treat? Trunk or treat? Trunk or treat in our parking lot at Sierra Nevada Realtors, mm-hmm. where kids could come by and um, parents could bring them in so they can pick out uh, candies from the different uh, little booths that were set up there, mm-hmm. and some in the back of the cars. Nice. It was really neat, and lots of people got to show up, and the kids had a blast, and oh. all decorated, all decorated out, and ready for Halloween. Isn't it fun to watch the little kids in their costumes? It is. It is. <laughs> Love it's that. It's so cute. Well, that's great that you have great events going on. Thanks for keeping us up on all of the happenings. I love that. Thank you so much. Sarah, we gave some information on some of the markets that we cover here in northern Nevada uh, as far as stats goes, but we still have a couple left to go. We do. What do we, we have do. on deck next? Next is Douglas County. Douglas County. Okay. That is Minden. And Minden. Gardnerville out in that Gardnerville, area. Gardnerville, very yeah. nice, right near, not too far from Lake Tahoe. What's right. the, what are the numbers looking like there? Median sales there is 737500 Mm-hmm. Looks like they've got 70 closed sales, and active inventory is 218 That's uh, that's pretty impressive. That is, uh, for as much smaller population as it there is. is in Reno Sparks, that's still a pretty good number on active inventory. Yeah, that's that's not doing too bad. As far as the, the median sales price, it's kind of makes sense, I guess, that we're a little higher than Reno Sparks. Right, out in that area, the Minden-Gardnerville area. Uh, it's, a lot of retirees seem to be moving there. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing a lot of that. Yeah, so one of the big events that happens in the Minden-Gardnerville area that I've never been to, but I hear about, is the candy dance. I just went. It was you did? wonderful. It oh. was so much fun. Really? Well, yes. tell me, tell us, tell our listeners, what's the candy man- dance like? All the different, of course, they've got candy out there as well okay. and different, you know, stands for that. But uh-huh. it's all the crafts and from so many different crafters around the areas oh, and nice. just different, unique crafts that you wouldn't find anywhere else. It, wonderful. Is it an all-day event or weekend event? Two-day two event, day. so uh-huh. Saturday and Sunday. Uh-huh. And it is in? Genoa. In Genoa. In Genoa. Uh, the oldest, one of the oldest cities in it Nevada, is. or if not the oldest city in Nevada, the oldest, oldest settlement. Exactly. A lot of fun. Oh, I've, I've been to Genoa. That is a very cool place. That's where Wally's Hot Springs it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, great, great. Well, give us, uh, give us some more detail on the uh, Douglas County. On so, Douglas uh, so County, you said we so have we've how many, got we have 
7375 for Douglas, and then um, new listings. We have 74 new listings. 74, okay. That's and a pretty good number. month supply of inventory is 3.1. And that's, that's a pretty good number. So yeah. at least if you're shopping nowadays, it's not like you're going to get run over by a crowd. You're not. Because things are moving so fast. So that's right. one of the good things that's happening uh, in today's real estate economy. Um, next market we're looking at? Story. Story County, home of Tesla and there you go. Virginia City. In Virginia Who City. Who ever thought those two would go together? <laughs> right. Got 1800s and super future with electric vehicles. Exactly. Pretty interesting. So Story County, is there a lot of action there? So there has not been a whole lot. We had two closed sales. Uh, median sales price, 453531 mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And active inventory is 28. Really? Interesting. So when not you, a whole lot going on, but what does sell is... Yeah. When you have just good. two deals, though, that sell, and your median home price is it's about 450000 Right. So it's pretty pretty obvious to think that the homes were probably priced in that area, but Correct. all you need is $1 million home to sell. Kicks everything off. <laughs> if you had $1 million, the median price would be somewhere around $750,000. Exactly. <laughs> So I guess one of the lessons then is if there are not a lot of closed sales, the smaller that number, well, the easier it is for that median sales price to go up and down Correct. fast. Correct. It can. Yeah. It definitely can. So it's a little bit mm -hmm. off by that. With just two sales happening in Story County, I would almost bet those happen in Virginia City. My guess is they probably did yeah, as well. At that price. I was there recently. Yeah. Not sure if you've been there lately. I was there Two weeks ago, okay, had a pretty good time. It was a lot of fun. It was starting to get a little slower uh, with the cooler weather, but it's always an, a charming experience to go it there, is. and I love especially it. when you take people that haven't been there before or hadn't been there in a long time, which I did. I took my mother-in-law and her friend, and we just had a fun, fun time. I uh, love doing Virginia all the City. touristy stuff. Yeah, it's so <laughs> neat walking up and down those those rail, you know, the sidewalks that are oh, all the wood steps. Love yeah. it. Yeah, the wooden, the, the, the walkway. And the walkways. It's very nostalgic. And uh, I saw, every time I go, I see something different that I had never seen before. So I went into right. this one old casino that is now, I think, just a bar. But on the wall, and I've got this huge wall that's probably 15 feet high. Okay. There's a silhouette of a woman uh, dancing, and she's in a beautiful big gown, and her arms are out. But she's made entirely out of silver dollars. They're all just oh, stuck yeah. right on this, and it is, I just have never seen this <laughs> before. <laughs> it's neat to be able to see. You're right. Every time I'm up there, I do see something new. Yeah, and then I bought, of course, some Huckleberry licorice because every, every place sells candy. I think in the 1800s, every place in Virginia City had gambling and booze, and now <laughs> every place in Virginia City has candy and souvenirs. It does, Yes. Every now and then you mm -hmm. can find a slot machine. Every now and then you can find, a, uh, you know, a alcohol being sold. Right. But for the most part, it's turned into a real family-run organization, much like Knott's Berry Farm. I'm oh, not sure if you've been there I, before. Absolutely. It's but been a few years, it's but been, yes. It's a fun, fun place. It is. And it, yes, it has that nostalgic feel, so I recommend that. And I recommend anybody that is interested in living in a great part of the country to consider northern Nevada and working with the good people at Sierra Nevada Realtors. I really appreciate you coming on a regular basis with us, Sarah, to talk to us about the different markets and the different stats. It's just amazing how really different prices from one area are, and you jump over the county line, and then they, they change dramatically. So that's why it's important to work with people like you 
and other professionals. If somebody wants to reach out to you at Sierra Nevada Realtors, what is the best way? Go out to our website. That is the best way, snr.realtor. snr.realtor. And I hope you'll come back and visit with us again sometime. Always. Love it. We'll be back after this quick message. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Joining me in the studio today, the Wealth Protection Diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Peter. Thanks for letting me come on to the show today. Well, not only letting you, but I'm anxious to have you on the show because I hear a lot of things going on at Sage International, and so much of it has to do with you know the people that we're interested in, that we talk to, real estate investors. I always think about the investors toward the end of the year, Sherry Hill, because as you know, I used to be a mortgage lender, and I know from the realtors that I used to work with, the tax season is fast coming upon us. What are people talking about is what I'd like to know that are real estate investor focused. What is, what's on their mind right now at this time of the year? Should you sell or should you hold, right? Because capital gains taxes on anything you sell. Is it time to do a 1031 if you're tired of being a landlord with toilets and tenants? And, you know, are you taking full depreciation on your investment? So there's a lot going on in the real estate investing world, certainly around the country. That's what I've noticed. I know that as people buy properties and sell properties, Sherry, they have to make adjustments in the way that they hold the property. Most people are not holding multiple properties as uh, sole proprietors. But when they start buying and selling properties, in especially in other states, well, a lot of things come to play, right? Because laws are changing every year in every state. And I would imagine that the investors that have multi-state properties are the ones that are maybe thinking about this more than anybody else. Yeah. And it's always fascinating to me because I do a lot of deed work around the country, moving real estate under LLCs or even living trusts for a lot of clients. And what I'm always uh, curious about is how people actually take title. I just discovered another client. They took title under a C corporation, which makes zero sense because if they ever go to move that real estate, it's going to be a taxable event. People just seem to do stuff without consulting with experts before they do it, and then they end up in trouble or they have a problem or it's not titled correctly, et cetera, et cetera. So I do a lot of cleanup work. Yeah, that's great to segue because I was thinking that as people are making changes in their real estate, maybe they are, like I said, buying or selling, and so they look at their LLC, well, however they hold the property. And then they, they come into a, a snag or a question comes up, or maybe they talk to you. And then at that time, when they're trying to do this transaction, they realize something was done wrong prior. Do you, I'm sure you find plenty of those things that you have to fix. Absolutely. Do a lot of fixing. One of the things that you know people need to be aware of is when they're going to purchase real estate, oftentimes they have to buy it in their personal name. Then later... 
if it's going to be moved under an LLC, we want to make sure the name that they purchase it under is what's on their driver's license, because when they go to sell or move that property, uh, it can become a problem. Yeah, I have a, I have three brothers, Sherry, that all have the same first name. And, uh, of course, in Latin families, it's very common to have the first name of Jose. Uh, but it has posed problems for them in all sorts of ways, including air travel, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So getting that name right is really critical. But the the people that, you know, have have finally got that down, they've, they've got everything registered correctly, they still are wondering about this new administration that is coming in next year. We know there's going to be changes. And so finishing up the current administration, any new tax, major tax laws? The main thing people should be thinking about right now is what's going to happen with uh, state taxes because they sunset. So if you've got a lot of uh, assets in your estate and you've done no planning or you plan for what was, it's probably time to reach out to your financial advisor to see if you're still good when that estate tax sunsets. Sherry, I hear you talking to a lot of people about series LLCs. And I hear that when you're talking to real estate investors. Can you give us the background on how those work and what they are and why they're so popular? I love series LLCs for real estate investors, and I've formed them in every state that has them. There's about 14 states that offer the series LLC, and the beauty of them is old way of asset protection is you would put one, maybe two properties under one LLC, and then based on the amount of equity in that LLC, you wouldn't continue to add more real estate. So then if you bought the third property, the fourth, you'd have to add another LLC and on and on you go. And I had clients, you know, they had 25 LLCs, right? So probably almost 20 years ago, but not really pushed into mainstream in the last 10 years has been the series LLC. And what that says is I can title my property under each series if I have liability or a lawsuit or any issues on property one, through the statutes and the documentation, it says that that liability doesn't transfer over to series two, three, four, and five against each property. They're fabulous tools. I love them. I'm really quite an expert on them in every state. And not only when I form the series LLC, I also do the deed work so that it's titled correctly. Wow, that sounds great. You know, it sounds like you're saving a lot of work in many ways because you don't have to do 25 different LLCs. And it also seems like if you're saving that kind of work, you're probably saving the client money. Well, you are because it's one LLC, one federal tax ID number. It can be one bank account. And I use it for, you know, husband and wives that have a lot of real estate And it just makes it super easy because out of one series, if I want to 1031 that one property or sell that one property, it doesn't affect the whole entity. Yeah, it sounds like it's really simple. And I think in such a complicated world that we live in today, Sherry, simplicity is always the key. And a real estate investor managing multiple properties, life is complicated enough already. I bet the feedback from your clients is pretty impressive when they finally see it, see it laid out in that way. Oh, it is. And 
not only does it save them a lot of time and energy and cost in the future, it does simplify the process, especially if I hold multiple properties in different states. And depending on which state that they're going to buy more real estate, if that state recognizes the series, sometimes I'll foreign qualify it there. Sometimes I don't need to. It just really depends. And so it uncomplicates the complicated for the serious effective real estate investor. And I just love creating them and helping my clients understand this fabulous tool that exists for them. More and more of the investors that I know, they are investing not only locally. I mean, there's only so many homes available to invest in in the local area, but they, they look across the state line, across the country, Sherry Hill. And, and I have friends that are now investing as far away as the East Coast. So when that happens, if somebody has a series LLC going in Nevada, you're saying that some of those states may recognize this series LLC and allow us to put property purchased in those states into the same LLC. Sometimes, or sometimes I have clients where they're investing purely in a state that recognizes a series, so I'll form it in that state. If somebody's interested in investing in the East Coast, it would probably be a good idea to know first Does this state I'm interested in recognize the series LLC? Absolutely. So as I said, there's only about 14 states, but in the last two years, about three or four more came on board. So it is something that individual states are looking at to see if, you know, they can bring those uh, investment dollars into their state and really help investors uh, secure their assets. Yeah. And Sherry, why are people, you know, I think that they're investing in other states maybe because, well, properties in Nevada are in high demand. There's only so much, like I say, and there's some areas of the country where things are a little slower. There's more open space. Maybe there's more opportunity. But what is it that they're saying? Is there more cash flow in the Midwest, let's say? Is there more uh, pro-business growth in Oklahoma. What kind of things are you hearing about why people are investing in other states like this? Well, it is because when you know I put on my workforce development hat and I look ar- around the country and what's going on and you know where's Tesla building a factory or an Amazon or Walmart or some of the uh, biotech companies. So they create these hubs in these states like North Carolina and Georgia and mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And, of course, when you bring in big companies through workforce development, they need workers. They need housing. They need the ability for those people to have a place to live. And so I always encourage my real estate investor clients to not just, you know, look in your own backyard. What's going on out there in those communities where there is tremendous opportunity because when those big companies come in, they come in really aim to hire people and make sure those folks have a job for quite some time. So housing is critical. Absolutely. Good to know those nuances from all across the country, Sherry Hill. Sometimes I wonder about how you get all of your information. I think to myself, she must read maybe a dozen newspapers a day. Maybe she's on the internet all day long. But I remember you telling me a story, and that is that you travel through your clients vicariously. You're all across the country on any given day. I absolutely am. And that's one one of the things I love about what I do is because I'm talking to people in New York, I'm talking to people in Florida, Texas, you name it. My clients come from all over the country, actually all over the world. 
And so I do. I vicariously live through them in those conversations and through discovery and questions and what are they doing. That's how I'm able to know what's trending across our nation as far as startups and business development. Plus, like I said, the workforce development hat that I wear, all those kinds of things. It just puts me out there and I'm always about five years ahead of where everybody else is in thought and vision. Sherry Hill, I've heard you're a master connector, and now I know why. You connect with people all across the country, all around the world, and you're always talking about business, and I love that. It's no wonder you're known as the wealth protection diva. If you want to reach Sherry Hill and her great team, visit the website, sageintl.com. Sherry, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Peter. Always fun. Hey, we'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar, and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years, and I just started working at CSA about a year ago, and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. It has never been a worse time to buy instead of rent. That's what one of the national trade publications just talked about this week when they were looking at the national housing industry. You see, getting on the property ladder has rarely been tougher for first-time homebuyers, but the tight housing market isn't turning out to be a bonanza even for landlords. You see, the cost of buying a home versus renting is, is one of the most expensive times right now since 1996. The average new monthly mortgage payment right now is 52% higher than the average apartment rent, according to analysis by a national trade organization. And the last time that measure was so far out of whack was before the 2008 housing crash. Hmm, what do you think? Even then, the premium peaked at 33% in the second quarter of 2026. So in theory, buying and renting costs should be roughly matched, according to one of the heads of a multifamily research company called CBRE. And although Owners benefit when house prices go up. They put more cash into homes than tenants for things like repairs and refurbishments. From 1996 to mid-2003, the average cost to buy or rent indeed worked out to be more or less equal. After the financial crisis, rock-bottom interest rates, and a lot of housing supply, well, it was essentially then 12% cheaper on average to buy a home than to rent, and that was during the 2010s. Boy, things have changed dramatically, haven't they? A collapse in prices uh, would 
create a market imbalance if that was to happen, but it won't happen because so many people bought properties when interest rates were so low that right now they can't consider even selling their homes because how are you going to get a new mortgage at 7 or maybe even 7.5%? Many mortgages, in fact, around 80% of outstanding mortgages in America, they're at an interest rate below 5%. Well, that gives these homeowners a huge incentive to stay right where they are. I know I'm not moving because I'm not ready to take on that big interest payment, that big mortgage payment. So demand from tenants, it's weaker than it was during the pandemic, as most people that were planning to move, they've done so and maybe over twice over the course of the last few years. The Fannie Mae organization thinks that vacancy rates in the U.S. multifamily buildings will reach 6.25% in 2024. Now, that is above the 15-year average of 5.8%. This is going to hurt institutional investors who have poured billions of dollars into the U.S. rental property market in the past years. Apartment stocks are underperforming right now tremendously. And since the buy-to-rent premium returned in early 2021, 21 shares of uh, communities like Avalon Bay and Equity Residential, those uh, shares are falling 6% and 18%. The S&P 500 in that same amount of time has gained 8%. So on paper, the owners might appear to benefit from the current situation, but they're going to be facing big costs. And uh, house owners today, residential owners, they really can't move unless they absolutely have to because the downsizing to take advantage of record housing prices uh, that we saw, they're not there anymore. And higher mortgage rates, they are there anymore. And they're going to be there for a while. So it's no wonder that this article said it best. It has never been a worse time to buy instead of rent. If you're renting right now, I want you to just have faith that that interest rate is going to come down and that it's going to be easier to buy a home down the road. We just have to ride this wave of trouble times for a little while longer. I figure we're maybe a year and a half out before we're going to see some dramatic improvements in the real estate market. Until then, you've got to keep your eye on the ball. Make sure you're looking for the great deals when they do come up and always take care of your personal financial situation. Make sure your credit is good, your credit score is strong, and that you don't have a lot of debt. Save as much cash as you want, as you can, and have some liquidity in your world because when that great deal comes up, you're going to want to take charge. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends and family to tune in, and then they'll make a great deal when they come to buy or sell real estate after getting great information from the Sierra Nevada Realtors. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Natakwa. Natakwa News. Fun for all ages. Natakwa. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I'm going to highlight 13 steps that you'll need to work through to properly shut down your business so you avoid future headaches that can come from debts and potential lawsuits. We want this to be a good decision, the right decision. Join me to learn how. 
The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 11.30 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.